Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to Let It Out Podcast. My name is Karabu Mugeti and I'm the host of this podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. It means so much to me. Um, before we get into the podcast episode, I want to say that um, Let It Out Podcast has a Twitter and Instagram account. You guys can tag it or tweet at it at Let It Out Pod. Um, and make sure to, to rate this podcast and say how you feel about it. So yeah. Um, my name is Karabo, and I am the host, like I said, and I wrote a book. Yes, I wrote a book, and this episode is going to be an episode of talking about my book and, like, everything about it and advertising, well, not advertising it, but telling you guys about it, you know? Um, the What I like about my podcast is that I can speak for as, as long as I want, whereas with my YouTube channel... Uh, it, I think everyone knows that if the videos are long, um, not not everyone is going to stay until the end. Whereas with the podcast episode, uh, you guys are going to stay. So I am so happy to be recording this episode. So my book is called Let... My, oh, I, I almost said the podcast name. But no, my book is called There Are Real Friends Out There. They're just a little bit hard to find. Yes, There the Are Real Friends Out There is the title of my book. And then They're Just a Little Bit Hard to Find is the subtitle. So, yes, what is my book about? Wait, let's talk about uh, when I decided to write this book. Um, wait, no, let's talk about what my book is about. Okay, yeah. So, uh, from 2014, this, like, I don't know how to say it, but I really want to say it and get people to connect with uh, the book emotionally. But I'm just going to, like, say it how it is. So, from 2014, I... Like, I remember exactly the first day, but from 2014, I went through a series of bad friendships until uh, the first semester of school, until March 2019, yes. So, you know, it's, it's it, like, it kind of sounds like, okay, what? But um, from 2014, I, I was in really bad friendships that um led to emotional bullying and the the thing with this is that in since 2014 till 2019 i went through 14 different friend groups and all of them were really bad for me and were and all of them were like bully all the people that i was in in the friend groups were with were bullying me emotionally and you know people don't talk about emotional bullying as much because not a lot of people know what it is but emotional bullying is it's so small, but it's so big. Like, you could shrug it off and think, no, it's not. And the reason why I know that mine was emotional bullying, because um, this happened for 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, for six years. For six years, I I was emotionally bullied. And, and I remember in the first day of, it was 2014, I was nine years old, first day of school. That is when I lost my real friends. Like, and all of this happened at school. And when I got home, I never told my family about what I was going through. So for six years, you can just imagine. Um, I think in 2017, no, 2016, my mom kind of like noticed that, you know, I wasn't really happy. And, but like, she didn't notice that much. You know, she noticed that something was wrong with, and I, there was something going on with my friends. And she just, you know, gave me a pep talk and told me, you know, she told me something so sweet that I speak about in the book. She said, um, because she said that, you know, sometimes people are going to treat you badly because they see something in you that you don't see in yourself, something good in you, something valuable, something precious. And 
I was so young, you know, I, I didn't want to hear that. I was like, I want friends. No one wants to be my friend, my friends. All my friends treat me really badly. Um, all my friends make me feel small. They make me feel, yeah, I, it was just, I, I, all my friends made me feel bad about myself, which is why it's emotional bullying. And for her to say that, I mean, now I get it. Now I really get it. I mean, I think I'm the most precious thing in the world. But at that time, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear someone will love you, you know. You are precious, you know. No, they, my family did tell me that, but none of my friends did. Um, and so in 2019, I moved here in Bloemfontein. And when I moved here, I moved as an opportunity to kind of like run away, but not necessarily just like more of starting a new life. You know, I was living in Pretoria, which is over a thousand miles away from where I live right now. And when I decided to live here, wait, no, it's not over a thousand miles. I think it's like 400 and something miles. I'm not quite sure. But when I decided to move here to Bloemfontein, I had an option to stay in Pretoria, but I was like, no, I'm going to move here because my mom was in university here and she says it's a pretty great place. So I was like, I want a fresh start. And the first friend group that I was in, I remember I feel like for the first month, I was adjusting. But as they got used to me, I felt emotionally bullied. And, you know, for like five years, in for, for six years, being with people who, you know, made you believe you have no voice, made you believe you, you, you were very little, um, it was kind of like a habit of mine to act that way, you know. And so even when I got here, my friends unknowingly took advantage of that and bullied me emotionally. When I got here, I still felt belittled. I felt, here's one of the things that my friends told me. She was like, because she had a boyfriend, right, who was way older than her. And I was like, so she was showing everyone in the group her, his picture. And I said, can I see? And she said, we're not at that level of friendship for me to show you my boyfriend. And at that time, I was still adjusting to the group. I thought they had accepted me, but it is pretty clear that they hadn't. Um, I know only one of the, the girls there did, and I'm so grateful for her. But um, it was really hard for me. I I remember um, when I was uh, in, 20, in 2018, that year was a really bad year for me. Um, I, I changed so much, and not necessarily but like the people around me it was kind of like i was a paper and everyone could scribble on me you know like all the people in my classroom didn't like me and here's the thing i didn't speak that much i did nothing wrong but i i really believed that i was the problem i believed that something was wrong with me because no one liked me you know and i'm pretty sure some people listening to this will think maybe you were the problem but wait until like you hear my friends now you know so in 2018 that year was really hard for me i remember just this like this one day i was in the bathroom and i was just crying like i remember i used to cry every single day i used to write for a period of time i would cry every single day i would cry myself to sleep and i would like ask myself when is this going to end when am i going to be happy when are when are these here's the questions i would ask myself when are these people gonna love me what should i do to change and be a, a better person what should i do to be acceptable these are the questions that i was asking myself every single day and i was acceptable 
I was perfect the way I was, but it, those people made me feel like I wasn't. In 2016 was the first year that I had suicidal thoughts. I was, wait, I was 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I was 11 years old. I, you know, I was, I was really young. I was so young. I was so innocent. I still am. And I remember I was in the bathroom. A lot of things happened in the bathroom. And I remember thinking to myself, what would, like, because I wanted to just, stop the pain I wanted I wanted to stop the pain of how I was feeling and I remember I was in the bathroom sitting on the mat and I was like I was thinking in my mind how would life be if I killed myself I hadn't even thought of how I was going to do it but I was like how would it be and I I thought of my mom I thought of my dad and my brother and my baby sister and when I thought of my baby sister I thought that she needs me. So if I if I die, it's like I'm leaving her all alone in this world. And so I think that was the reason why I didn't I didn't um kill myself. But I remember crying while thinking about it. I remember crying and and at that time my relationship with Jesus wasn't really that big. Like, I, I went to church almost every weekend, but I, I, I wasn't, like, putting in the effort, you know? It's kind of that thing that I was like, we are all going to church, full stop, you know? And I remember crying my heart out, like, I was in so much pain, and I, I just, I just felt like I couldn't breathe every single day, and, and I would have to wake up every morning and go to school and, and try to be, to fit into their standards and I think they noticed my friends all my friends noticed that I, I was I was trying to be accepted and I think because of that they saw that like I was willing to do anything for their love I thought I I thought I needed their love but and with that happening I forgot about my family and the people that really loved me and for and so my friends took advantage of that they would treat me badly I remember we were in class this one day and and um this the, the, you know the girls and the guys were talking about dating and stuff and a few of the guys were like i wouldn't date garabo you know and then this one that this one cute guy was like i would date her and you know my friends because they thought they were prettier than me um which were all pre equally pretty but they thought i was so ugly or at least i now looking back i feel like i was so beautiful and they felt threatened by that but it doesn't matter. Anyway, when that cute guy was like, I would date Garabo. And I was I was there. I was sitting there. I was quiet. And one of the beautiful girls was like, you would date her? Have you seen her? And this person is my friend. So another thing is my friends treating me that way led to like almost the whole grade treating me that way. If Here's the thing. I was really funny. I was kind. And so I think if it weren't for those two things life would have been so much harder than it was. It was on a scale at 110. My life was really hard. And so when I moved here um, to Bloemfontein, I, I, obviously the first friend group that I had didn't work out because still I was emotionally bullied. And emotional bullying is a person making you feel belittled, a person making you feel unworthy. Um, you know, when you think of yourself worthless, when, when you're just not, 
you know, you can search it up. What is emotional bullying? And here's the thing. Emotional bullying is just like physical bullying. It's like, it's, but the pain is emotional. It's not physical. You know, like when you get burned, the pain goes away after like a few minutes. When you get abused physically, maybe by your stepfather, stepparent or someone, and they beat you and break your ribs, they get fixed over like two months. So that's this, but with my bullying it was emotional and it went on continuously every single day for six years i was scarred and even till this day i have forgave every single person that bullied me emotionally but the pain still is still there and even on um you know like america's got talent or you know all these singing shows i really like to watch them because i like to sing and so if you go and search all the people who sang the songs of, like, sang songs they wrote, maybe about their bullying experience, I could feel their pain. And every single time I would cry because now I know that I didn't deserve that. I did not deserve that. And and it, I, I sometimes I get so angry at myself, like, why did you go through that? Like, But now I'm so grateful because I... I learned from that, and that made me so much stronger. I feel like that, you know, let's say my strength was 100 breaks times 100. Like, I am so strong, and I'm so grateful. But that's the thing, is that the pain is still there. You know, you, you can be as strong as you are, but, you know, pain is, is it's a factor. It will sometimes make you weak, you know. And so when I moved here, I the first friend group was still bad, and then... Um, this one girl invited me to, like, prison worship, which is, like, a, a, at break time, uh, at lunchtime at school, we went to this room and we would uh, sing worship songs of Jesus and share testimonies and stuff like that, and I remember, like, I didn't want to go at first, I was like, why is she inviting me out of everyone in our class, but then something made me want to go, something inside, and I went, and when I did, I met I met my friends, like, the friends that I have now are the people I met because of that class, and I remember this one day, we had to, like, at break, like, my friends that were emotionally bullying me had already, like, they knew that, okay, every time at break, Garabo goes to praise and worship, so this one day, I went to praise and worship, and there was no class, you know, and I was so excited to praise Jesus, but I was, at the same time, I was, like, so excited to be with my new friends, and I remember having to go back to my friends, you know, the ones that were, like, not treating me well, and I, my, my heart just sank, my heart sank, and you won't believe when I broke my friendship with them. I broke ties with them on my birthday party. So I, I did a party for my 15th birthday in 2020. No, 2019. And I I invited I invited my friend, the friends that bullied me to my party. And I didn't invi invite my, like, my true friends. And, you know, that was the worst party of my life. I cried the whole night. But because of something they did to me, and after that, I, ju I just decided that, you know what, these are not my friends anymore, and I am going to be friends with the people I go to prison worship with. And I the first thing that I noticed coming back, because I had lost myself, you know, um, you know, I feel like in your teenage years, you you you, you learn who you, you are, your true self. So since this, the experience that I went through went on from 2014 till 2019, I was basically this person who felt 
like she was unworthy she was not a good person she didn't deserve anything so i my my mind my brain i didn't have the chance to grow and mature so when i went into the new friendship which is the friends that i have now the first thing that came back to me was you remember i said in 2018 i lost myself and i lost myself with everything including my love like my love changed so in 2019 the first thing that came back to me the first thing that made me realize that these friends that i have now are bringing the best in me was my was my laughter i remember this one day i was laughing so loud and I remember that the last time I laughed like this, I think was in 2013. And that's when I realized that my real laugh was back. That's when I realized that I was, I was becoming the person that I used to be before all this emotional bullying. And then here's the thing. Um, my life changed as soon as I accepted Jesus in my life. My life changed as soon as I became like invested in my relationship with Jesus. And I would pray for my friends every single day. I still do. Well, not every day right now, but like almost every single day. I would pray for our friendship, my friends, myself. And life just got so much better. And for the first time, I felt happy. I truly felt happy and I felt so grateful because they accepted me as I was. I have the sassy side to me, like this dramatic side. And when I was with my first friendship group when I got here, when I would take that side out, like when I would show that side, it was kind of like I was weird or something. But when I was with my friends that I am with now, whenever I would take out that sassy side, they would cheer me on. Like, I felt so happy. My mom even said, which I think that was the first time she said that. She said, you look happy, huh? You know, um, and she hardly says that to me. And when she said that, I really was like, yes, I feel happy. And my book talks about the experience. One thing I can tell you is my book will not change your life. It will not. Like, I, I'm telling you right now, it will not. But my book will change your perspective on friendships. My book will make you understand another person even when they don't say a word. My book will just open your eyes. And if maybe you are going through like emotional bullying or if your friends bully you, it will give you courage to step out of it. And I do want to say to anyone who went through something similar to me, to anyone who's going through any type of abuse, any type of bullying, any type of, you know, bad friendships, it will get better. You just, I feel like everyone has their time and they like, you know, it gets better. Um, and they finally get out of that situation. So yeah, I am so I'm so grateful that I would. So yeah, I started writing this book on the 28th of March. The COVID had already started and schools were closed. So I used that advantage and I used that to my advantage and I started to write a book. And because what happened, it was this one day and I, I was texting with my friends and I realized I have real friends. That was the first time I realized and I really like was so grateful. Like I was like, I have true friends. I have friends that love me. And I've never had this type of friendship. I will say right now that I do have one friend from my childhood who, like, I, I've known since birth. Well, not literally, but figuratively. Who I've known since birth. And that 
person has always been by my side and always been a good person. She's the one friend that I can say that I have till this day. And um, I do have another friend of mine who I call my best friend. And I have known her since 2018. So that year that I lost myself, I truly believe that Jesus put her in my life to make my life better. Because that one friend that I had really like helped me. Uh, when I was with her, I was always happy. I was always in a good mood. And that was the highlight of my year. She was the highlight of my year. So, yeah. Um, um, in March, 20, 28 March, I remember so perfectly, I started to write my book. And um, I didn't tell my family about it. And finally, this year in March, this year in March, I was done writing my book. So, what happened is, actually... I wrote my book on my laptop and my laptop suddenly shut down. So my whole book was shut down. But after like two months of not opening that laptop, it shut back on. And I, you know, I transferred that into like my new laptop. And I started writing that book on my phone. Like I would write in my notes every day for like a few hours. And now I have a book and I transferred that obviously on Word and everything and I did the whole process and now I have a book. Um, what I can say is, oh yeah, and then I remember this one day I was editing my book before I obviously sent it to the editors and stuff. I You have to edit it yourself, right? And I went to the bathroom and I when I came back, my book was gone. It was in wait shoot yes i remember it was in february it was in february and my book was i think 90 percent completed like 90 percent completed and it got deleted and i cried and keep in mind at that time i hadn't told my family that i was writing a book i wanted to surprise them and say hi look i have a book oh my gosh and it's like wow when did you write this you know and my book got deleted i remember crying so much because in the whole, like, in the whole of this year, this book is my, like, my highlight. Like, my highlight. It's everything I wished for, everything I wanted. And I was just looking forward to having this book published. And to have it in my hands here, like, can you feel this? This is my book. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It got deleted. And I remember crying so hard. And I spoke with, like, my dad came and my brother came. My mom wasn't here. My dad and my brother came into my room. And they looked at me and was like, what's wrong? And I told them I was writing a book for the past year. And it got deleted. And my dad was like, what? That's a big deal. And my brother, he was also, like, really upset. But he didn't really show it that much. And after, like, my family kind of, like, not necessarily forgot about it. But kind of, like, went on with their lives. I prayed and I said, Jesus, if this is, keep in mind, because I was writing my book on my note, on my phone, on my notes, my notes got deleted, right? And with all my other notes. So I was like, if this is what you want for me, it's okay. But if my book should be back, can it please be back by today? You know, the next morning I woke up, my book was still not there. My notes were all gone. And my brother was like, just write another book. You know, like it was that easy. Like I spent a whole year. <laughs> and I wrote it. I wrote it from February until March. I think I spent 12 hours per day writing my book. Literally. So keep in mind, 12 hours writing my book, two, uh, 5 hours to 8 hours of school. That's like 20 hours gone already. So I wrote my book and 
in the middle of writing my book in March. I, I remember perfectly, it was in the middle of March. And uh, I looked at my notes and I realized my notes were back. All my notes were back, except for the notes of my book, except for those notes. And it's, I was like, you know what, it doesn't matter. And right now, looking back, I am so grateful because this book that I have here is so much better than the first book. So much better. I mean, it's similar, but it's still so much better. And I'm just so grateful that I could, like, I can, I, I have a book. I am so grateful. It means so much to me. And I wouldn't have been here without Jesus. You guys can get the book on Amazon. I will link it down in the description. You guys can buy the book. And definitely DM me personally, not on the podcast, uh, Instagram or Twitter, but tweet at me at officially Carabo and say how you like the book, you know, say how you like it, what you think about it. I have my social media details in the book and in the description of the book on Amazon. And, you know, just, you know, if you know anyone who's going through a series of bad friendships, who's going through something bad with their friend, you know, send them the link to this book and tell them, read this book. I, I really know, I know that it will help your friend so much, so, so much. So definitely send them the book. I think they will be really grateful and I think this book will help them. Um, so yeah, um, I am so excited. Like, I will do a few other podcast episodes if I have to, and if I feel like I didn't mention something in this episode, talking about my book, but also follow me on my YouTube channel because you guys are going to see me unbox the book. I was crying when I was unboxing the book. It was so unreal. And you guys are going to see me talk about the book and show it to you guys. But I love you guys so, so much, and you guys mean so much to me. And I just, anyone who listens to this, Jesus bless you. You're amazing, and thank you, and I love you. So yeah, see you guys in my next podcast episode. This is Let It Out. I'm Gagaba Mumegeti. And this is my book. There are real friends out there. They're just a little bit hard to find. See you guys in my next episode. I love you so much. Bye. Bye.